Welcome to Hey Joe, a podcast answering questions asked by our listeners. Created by pet professionals for pet professionals. And now, your host, Hey Joe's very own, Joe Zuccarello. What's up, everyone? Joe Zuccarello here, and welcome to Hey Joe, a podcast brought to you by Paragon School of Pet Grooming. Check out our site at paragonpetschool.com for lots of really cool information on a variety of programs, products, and to connect to educational resources such as webinars, podcasts, current events, special news, certifications, and lots of other helpful information to help you grow yourself, your team, and of course your business. Let's get started with this week's episode. Hey everyone out there, this is Joe Zuccarello, your host of the Hey Joe podcast, and we are going to do something a little bit different today. Instead of having a subject matter expert on that I, will, that I would normally be interviewing, you're going to get me solo. Um, not necessarily because we've run out of guests, we've got a great year already planned moving into the new year for you, uh, but to, just to take a moment to kind of reflect on this past uh, uh, several months since launching the Hey Joe podcast and to put a public thank you out there to all of our subject matter experts that we've brought uh, uh, to the audience along the way these last several months. And hopefully, uh, for you audience members out there, all of our listeners, hopefully these folks who have so graciously agreed to spend a little bit of time with us, hopefully you've been able to take a little bit, maybe a sliver of their experience uh, and, and use it to your benefit, to your business's benefit. And, uh, uh, and, and I know that by some of the reviews and some of the comments we've gotten back and even some folks sharing uh, uh, their successes after employing some of the tips and tricks you've learned from our experts, uh, I know that, that they have made a positive impact. So uh, I wanna thank all of our experts, all of our Hey Joe uh, audience uh, members out there for listening, but I also wanna thank all of the subject matter experts that have, again, so graciously agreed to spend just a small amount of time and share just a small amount of their experience with you. So there will be certainly more to come in the new year. Um, so that's kind of reflecting back on this previous year, but what I want to do now is look toward, as we start to close out this year, and at the time of this recording, it's uh, we're going to be knocking on the holidays here in the year 2019, and when this airs uh, uh, early December, I think it's a great opportunity between the holidays to just sort of take a breather and look back on the year that was this uh, year of 2019 and what the possibilities and potential are for us as individuals and certainly as professionals moving into 2020. And I'd be remiss if I didn't bring to you uh, uh, something that actually helped me transform the way that I approach business, the way that I approach management and leadership down to every uh, uh, small detail, such as the policies and protocols and systems and, and, and uh, uh, experiences that I uh, hope for with the, the people that I interact with. And this is both professionally and personally, but for, for the sake of this particular podcast, I'd like to sort of kind of camp out in the professional aspect of that. And I, again, I would be remiss if I didn't bring you uh, uh, this very important uh, uh, discovery that I had several years ago as I was developing 
my approach to business and my approach to management and leadership. And I will tell you, it's still to this day remains such a very strong force for me that I wanted to share it with you as well. There is a, 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 a person that is, is out in, in, in the business leadership, business training atmosphere that I want to introduce some of his work to you. But before I do that, I, I, I want to ask a couple of questions. And as I ask these questions, it might take you a moment to, uh, uh, to, to pause and you might want to write some of these questions down or, or, or make a note of these things because it will really kind of open your mind and help you uh, identify maybe where this uh, influence might be able to benefit your personal and professional life as well. You know, I ask this question a lot when I do seminars and such, and I ask the question of what industry or what business are we in? And I get people that raise their hands all the time and, you know, they want to answer, you know, I'm in the grooming business, I'm in the, the, the lodging business, I'm in, in the customer service business. Sometimes, <laughs> sometimes some really keen audience members uh, kind of want to try to predict maybe where I'm going, like it's a, a trick question. And, and I guess it, it sort of is, but when you look at what we do as pet care professionals, what is it that we're really selling or what is it that we're really doing? And we're really selling peace of mind, right? So we're selling, it could be grooming, it could be boarding, it could be training, but whatever that is, we've been temporarily entrusted with the care of somebody's most precious possession or precious family member now more often than not, and that's their pet. And what we're selling is trust and peace of mind. So if that's where we can kind of all agree on where we're, where we're coming to with when we're dealing with our customers, if we're selling peace of mind, well, how do we, how do we build on that? How do we make sure that that we're the company, we're the pet professional that the customer uh, trusts and and values and and wants to spend their hard-earned money with us to provide a service for them and their pets? So again, what we're doing is really selling peace of mind. But so if we if we want to unpack that slightly, one of the questions we should ask ourselves is why we do what we do. Have you ever stopped for a moment and just ask yourself that? Well, what, why, why do I do what I do? Well, of course, the easy answers are to make money, right? So that I could buy, I've always said, to buy the peanut butter and jelly to fill my, to fill my pantry with, right? Well, of course, the, the money, though, is, a, is I've always seen the, the revenue in a business, the sales in a business, the money in the business, or even your own personal income being a reward for performance, right? And sometimes if you're not making enough of it, it could be the consequence based on a performance, usually poor performance. Well, if you look at money as not the primary driver, but performance being the driver and money kind of happens as a result of performance, well, now we start looking at things slightly differently. So if we start looking at performance being our driver, we start to then maybe take a little bit more importance and looking at why do we do what we do. So I, I, I focus kind of on that, that word why, because that's going to set up this introduction to somebody that is, that has made a, 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 a super uh, a positive impact on my career and my personal life as well. And that is a gentleman by the name of Simon Sinek and Simon Sinek, S I N E K Simon Sinek uh, has a series of books. And the very first one that I, that I discovered uh, and I don't know if it's his first book, but it's certainly one that I discovered, and it's called Start With Why. 
uh, it's not a it's not a very difficult read. It's a paperback book. Probably cost you twelve or thirteen bucks from uh, your favorite uh, uh, online retailer or our bookstore. Um, but Simon Sinek's book, Start with Why. When you read through this book and start to be able to take the principles that he's talking about and apply them to your business, it will open your mind to the possibility of and the reality of what I was mentioning earlier, which was income is a reward for performance. So, or it could be a consequence, as I mentioned before, but typically income or more income is a reward of performance. So they are definitely tied in, and I see them. They, they are definitely in that order. So are these, there, there are these three principles that Simon introduces about halfway through his book that start with why book that I, I really felt compelled to bring to you today and kind of, kind of camp out on just for a moment and, and ask you maybe to, to take out a pen and a piece of paper or your phone, your note section, and, and ask yourself some questions based on these three principles. And I would bet that if you do that, one of the things that you're going to start to do is you're going to start to kind of discover these small things that maybe you can do differently to result in a better performance, which we know now, in, in my opinion, right, we know now is rewarded by income. So if his book is called Start With Why, let's do just that and let's start with why. So there's these three principles, clarity, discipline, and consistency. So the very first one I want to start with is clarity. And that really answers that question of why. So uh, in Simon's book, he says, people don't buy what you do, they buy why you do it. And oh my gosh, it's such a powerful, powerful statement that he makes over and over and over again. Again, people don't buy what you do, but they buy why you do it. So if clarity is somewhat synonymous with why, these are some of the questions that you might want to ask yourself to help drive toward just finding out, are you clear enough? Have you, have you defined this clarity? Uh, because the how and the what of what you do really do stem on having clarity. So if clarity is synonymous with why, here are some questions. So what do you do to make your, your team and or your customers see and understand that you have identified this as a priority of yours. So uh, uh, one example that, that I've found to be very, very successful in helping to make, uh, make sure that our, uh, the team that we work with, whether they work for you or with you, but definitely your customers, is this public proclamation, if you would. Um, I call it an OBO, and it's, and it's the one big objective in your business. So what, what's that one big objective in your business that you will publicly proclaim to everybody that you work with and all of your customers so that you can be held accountable? And that's a pretty powerful question to ask. What is that self-proclamation, right? And I've been, I've been fortunate to be involved in a couple of, of, of businesses along the way in my career where this concept was introduced and it has evolved and been really the guiding light that everybody answers back to when, uh, when performing what we do in our business. Uh, for example, one example might be always exceed clients' expectations, right? It seems simple, but there's a lot to that statement. Not your expectations, not what you think that they want, not what, not what you think that they need. What are their expectations? And everything you do should always strive to exceed those expectations. Are we talking about some small surprises 
Absolutely. Are we talking about some big surprises? Absolutely. So what is it that you're going to do to exceed what they would normally expect? Because if all you do is meet their expectations, well, anybody can do that. Most people fail at even doing that, but you want to be superior than, than even meeting somebody's expectations. You want to surprise them because that's what keeps them coming back for more. So when you, when you surprise them, remember the last time that you went someplace, maybe even you had a negative experience, but they took care of you so well that it exceeded what you expected them to do. And remember how that felt for you? Well, that's what you want to do to, to you want to recreate that in the feelings of, of your coworkers, your team that works for you, or definitely your customers. So maybe, maybe focus on a, on a, on a self and uh, public proclamation, one of these OBOs, one big objective in your business. Uh, for example, another one that I've been fortunate enough to be a part of, another company, uh, in fact, this is uh, uh, Paragon School of Pet Grooming. Our very first OBO was serving others beyond their expectations. So yeah, it's a little bit of an offshoot from always exceeding customers' expectations, but now we've even transformed that in our educational companies at Paragon Pet School and also uh, LearnToGroomDogs.com. We've, we've evolved that now to helping others find their success. So do we hang these signs on a wall in our lobby? Absolutely. Why do we do that? Well, we don't want to hide behind these. We want our customers to hold us accountable to that. And we self-police, if you would, we hold each other accountable for that as well. So um, I really like defining this clear, this, 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 one of those three principles, clarity of why we do what we do. And what I really like about that is, let's say you are a leader of a team, that your team is not just accountable to you. Now they're accountable to the same thing you're accountable to, which is your OBO. So if you take nothing away from this podcast at all, absolutely consider defining an OBO in your business. So the second principle, discipline. Uh, this is kind of the, the how you do what you do, right? So the three principles, clarity, this is the second one, which is discipline, and it's synonymous now with how. So what do you do every day to reinforce the daily attention to your why? Uh, what do you do every day uh, uh, to make sure that everybody in your organization, yourself, if you're, listen, if you're a one-person show, if you're a, a mobile groomer or you're a, 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 even a dog walker, what do you do every day to reinforce daily attention. And, and the word I want to focus on there is attention. You're not asking to, to keep, kind of keep this behind the scenes. Now that you've proclaimed this publicly, publicly in your OBO, what are you doing to, to reinforce daily attention to this? Um, are you a great role model, right? So that's a really great way of kind of living, right? Living your OBO. Are you a great role model? Uh, do you speak it? Do you, do you really use it in sentences? Do you use your OBO in sentences when you're dealing with people? Um, how great is it that, let's say you do have a, a challenging customer or, or they've had uh, an experience with you that wasn't your best day. And you just say, listen, we, we answer to our one big objective, which is, I don't know, maybe you say it's, it's, it's exceeding client's expectations. So my goal in this transaction is to make sure that we live up to that standard then and I exceed what it is that you expect from me. Wow. It's kind of humbling, but it, it just lets the customer know you're not coming in from a defensive position. You're coming in from one that is to, to build the relationship and sometimes even mend the relationship in some cases. Are you 
doing it? Are you living your OBO every day? Um, again, if you work with a team, so you're, you're an employee amongst many other people, um, are you personally living this? I will tell you that if you personally live this, it will be contagious. It's actually a lot more fun <laughs> uh, than sometimes a negativity that can kind of swell in, in some teams, right? So how do you do this? Well, it's probably setting some standards of excellence, right? Uh, uh, about being a, a role model. What does that look like? What does it look like when you speak it? Or what does it hear like, hear, what, what does it sound like when you speak it? Um, and what does it look like when you're doing it and living it correctly? So that is now the, the second principle that Simon Sinek in his book, Start With Why, uh, 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 identifies, which is the discipline, right? That, that second principle, which I translate to the how. Uh, the third principle, so we've, we've talked about clarity, we've talked about discipline, and now the third one is consistency. Now we're to the what you do uh, question. So what do you do to make it automatic in the way that it always is in your business? So this is, it's just, it's just routine now, right? It's just how you do things. It's just what you do to reinforce your OBO uh, or your why uh, constantly in your business. This now becomes sort of like instinct. But it doesn't kind of it doesn't let you off the hook. You do still have to pour some attention into this. But what do you do to make it automatic in the way that it always is in your business? And what happens on the back side of this, of all of the things that we've talked about, the the clarity through why you do what you do, the discipline uh, behind how you do what you do, but then also the consistency behind what you do, and all of those things equal one really important thing, and that is what's called the CX factor, which is the customer experience factor. Now, we've all heard customer service, right? Remember I said at the beginning of the podcast, some people answer that question that I have with, oh, we're in the customer service business. Well, you, you, you are, but I would challenge you to think loftier than it and bigger than that. And what you're really in is the customer experience business. You're, you're looking for a customer experience factor that is stronger uh, and, and more uh, uh, prevalent and more uh, apparent than your competition that you might share your market with. So it's that whole customer experience factor. And we are fortunate enough to be in an industry that's very emotionally charged. What I mean by that is we're in a, in a, in a high touch industry. Our customers respond because we are, what are we selling? peace of mind. It's an emotion, right? So that is, if I had to choose what type of industry to be in, it would be in that type of industry, an emotional type of industry, because that trust factor, that peace of mind factor, that is easy to feel, right, in the customer experience. So remember, that customer experience factor, even in the what you do, starts before somebody even pulls into your parking lot, opens up your front door, um, or, or any, or any of those, uh, 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 interactions with you. It starts with your social media presence. It starts with the way you answer the phone. It starts with how you dress. It starts with all of those things, even prior to them walking in your front door. So to, to kind of summarize and tie the, all of this back together, Simon Sinek is, is again, one of the, uh, a very transformational, uh, uh, piece of my, uh, 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 experience my career. And I'd like to make sure that you are, that I'm bringing that to you and sharing his knowledge with you. So Simon Sinek, wow, would I love to interview him? Of course, <laughs> that'll probably never happen. Um, but you can read his material. And my job is 
I can bring that to you. So I can be a conduit of that information, bringing it to you. So here are the questions to ask yourself. Why do you do what you do? Why do you do what you do? And once you define that, self-proclaim that, put that up on a wall and ask that not only yourself be held accountable to that, uh, that your customers hold you accountable to that, that your teammates hold you accountable to that, to anybody that you get an opportunity to, to manage or lead, hold you accountable to that because you will be holding them accountable to that as well. Those three pillars, clarity, which is the why you do what you do, the discipline, how you do what you do, and consistency is what you do. So hopefully this Hey Joe uh, podcast has helped you try to kind of maybe reflect on this past year and maybe set forth some really easy, and these are easy principles to start injecting into your daily routine so that your next year can be rewarded on better performance. So to all of you, Hey Joe listener, audience members out there, uh, I, I appreciate your, uh, your, your loyalty. I appreciate you tuning in. And I promise you that we will continue to bring great subject matter experts to you and share topics like this with you uh, for as long as I can hope to, to be uh, uh, bringing it to you. So um, I wish you the best for the holidays coming up and I wish you a great kickoff to your new year. Take care.